Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. And we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. What's up, guys? It is Ragbag bringing you another edition of Regular Guy Gaming right here on the Grapple Talk Network. Thank you all so much for joining me and RGG. And uh, we got a great episode lined up for you. Me and RGG actually sitting down and chit-chatting a little bit, something that hasn't happened very often since this podcast's uh, beginnings. But uh, we do it now, and we talk about uh, Skyrim and really our love for the Elder Scrolls games and just a little bit of stuff on gaming uh, in general. So I think it's a great episode. It's a lot of fun. Sit back, relax, enjoy it. It's RGG and Ragbag right now. It has been a while, Ragbag. Actually, no, it hasn't been a while because... What were you going to call me there? You're like, it's been a while. Today, Junior! What were you going to call me? I mean. No, I stutter. I was having a hard time on the word. You know I stutter. You are not drunk on cold medicine again, are you? No, no, no alcohol. No alcohol. No alcohol. Um, no, I stutter. I, th- I thought you knew that. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, I was having a hard time with the... You talk fairly well. fluently yep. where we talk well, yes. Yep. So I would not have guessed that you are a stutterer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I... yeah. I am uh, actually, as you will hear on the latest uh, Grapple Talk flagship, um, I have a problem with mushmouth. I happens all the time. I can't talk. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying half the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I've my seen my mind thinks faster than I than I speak. When you're so, uh, on your stream, uh, Ragbag on YouTube. Ooh, nice. Good plug. Thank you. Uh, you actually guys can check him doing that when shit gets serious, especially when someone, when he's like, when something's going down and he knows someone's behind him, and he'll be like, oh shit, I'm gonna die, oh shit, I'm gonna die over there, shit, fuck, fuck balls, shit, <laughs> that ends up being his words. Yeah, yep, yeah, fuck shit balls, fuck piss, shit balls. yeah, a lot of that stuff, yep, yep, that's, that's kind of who I am, but, uh, but it's been a lot of fun lately, and I'm glad that we're actually finally chatting again, because, uh, the last time we talked was probably the last time you were in lacrosse for a wrestling show, so yeah. it's kind of nice to catch back up on and Skype. literally was over our break. That was literally over the break. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, you've been doing some great things, talking with some great people. You know, you kind of called it like the, the family and friends series there on RGG. Yeah. I've had an opportunity to do a lot of the intros and outros for that and yeah, kind of talk about what... Great gamer news that people have really appreciated. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but it's always nice to actually sit down and chit-chat with you about games, too, because... It always feels weird whenever I do those ins and outs because I sit here and I talk for like 30 seconds and I feel weird just talking to myself and then all of a sudden I go on a tangent and then I forget that I'm just talking to myself <laughs> and then I, I wrap it up. But it's nice being able to talk with another person yes, about it. exactly. You know what I mean? There have so. been multiple times where I'm doing my interviews, but it, but actually um, Jesse brought it up um, from the uh, flagship show Grapple Talk. He brought it up well, the fact that um, our, um, what's it called, our... Um, our format works. Yeah, right. Uh, so just make sure we just got to make sure you and me get in here and do these. And I keep doing interviews. You keep doing your stuff. We just have to make sure we throw in you and me every once in a while, so that yeah, people know it it's nice. not just. Uh, I know we call it regular guy gaming, but it is also RGG and Ragbag. It is both yeah. of us. 
Well, and, you know, obviously we have a match coming up this Friday, so it was a perfect opportunity for us to spend the first hour of this discussion not recording, talking exactly. about that match. Exactly, because I didn't and want to record not... that. I didn't want people to hear that. <laughs> and then flip on the record button, and then we'll talk video games for a little bit yeah, quick. Yeah, then we'll talk about video games. But, <laughs> man, honestly, secretly, as in, I'm actually not, I'm not in character, I'm not fabing. Are you a little nervous at all being in there with me, knowing, like, what I've done and, like, with my background? Not really, you know. I've I I think I'd be more nervous just for the fact that it's a it's it, it technically it is the first time I will be it's a in a real match. You are wrestling. It's a yeah. real match. But uh, I think what we just talked about it's pretty easy. I mean, there there is quite a bit of stuff, but I think it's all really easy stuff. And I think a lot of it too is you know half the time. I mean, I get nervous sometimes before I have to go out and manage somebody when I have like two spots to remember. But I think part of it's just you get those butterflies. But once you get in character, it's almost like everything just flows so nicely that you, you kind of feel the moments when they come and you know how to act in front of the crowd. And I'm not – I think it's going to be really fun. And I think, you know, honestly, even though we only have one real wrestler in our match, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for the people that are going to be there. So and we're going to tell a great story. Very true. And there's one – don't forget, there's more than one aspect to wrestling. You may not have the wrestling aspect to it, but you can sell and you can work. I've got I've, – I've taken a brain buster once that I'm pretty sure <laughs> – than any brain buster that AC Riley could ever take. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> I know he listens, and he I'm going to throw him under the bus. Yeah. He rolls. He yeah. rolls. I know. I see. He cheats at it. He cheats on his stuff. Yeah. Um, guys, by the time you hear this, our match would have been well done by now. Um, oh, yes. So I can't We're... wait till we talk again so we can actually, because this is also a wrestling podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, We're, so on, We're on the Fuck Network, so I mean. Yep. So I can't wait till we talk again and we actually get to go through the little, you know, the mindset and just, I can't wait till after the product's done and then we come back together again and get to talk about it. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah hopefully I just like break my neck and then I never have to do that. <laughs> I would, I would, you, that would, no. Worst thing ever for yes, you. <laughs> that would mentally destroy me. Yeah, well. We'll see. We'll see. It's us up, upcoming Friday, but we have a lot of things yep. to talk about. As you mentioned, I mean, there's a couple of things in, in, that you've jotted down that you'd like to discuss yep. today while we are both have, have some free time because I know we're both busy guys. But, uh, but yeah, what, what did you want to talk about today, RG? we got a lot of things going on in video games. Man, why can Skyrim die? It can't. I think it's immortal. You want to talk about Skyrim today? Yeah, I, I, no, no, we're going to talk about more than one, or whatever you have time for. Um, but I think Skyrim is immortal. Think about the amount of systems. You have Skyrim VR? There, no. No, this is like the cheap like $30 version when they made the remastered version for PS4. Uh, yes. I wish I had VR. Are you kidding me, dude? I don't work enough hours in a week to pay for a VR, though. Man, they... They have used Skyrim to help launch, uh, to help launch multiple systems, to help launch PS3, to help push people to get the Xbox, especially the Xbox 360. I'm right. sorry, PS4, especially the Xbox 360, because it worked. It was well. It it did much better on the um, Xbox uh, 360 than it did PS4. Right. Now, why do you think that is, before we jump into this Skyrim talk, because I remember when Skyrim first came out, and if you went on, like, boards and things like that, people are still talking about Oblivion and Morrowind and all these other Elder Scroll games before Skyrim. But you want to talk about Skyrim today, and as you mentioned, I mean, they've made the remastered versions for the, the next-gen systems. I mean, we you just, you know, I just fooled you, the VR. 
why why Skyrim opposed to these other games? Because you could make remastered versions of all these other Elder Scrolls games too, and make the graphics all beautiful and things like that. But why are we talking about Skyrim? That is such a good question, and that can be answered easily because the um, they they spent three and a half years on that game. And they truly learn their lesson from Oblivion. There are a few, I call them stupids, who think that Oblivion was actually one of the better games. The problem with Oblivion was they went with better graphics and more linear style story. Yes. Agreed. And, and they closed off. They did the exact. They did the opposite of Morrowind. Morrowind. Morrowind is a little under Skyrim. That's how good Morrowind was. Yep. Because you could do whatever you wanted. Literally whatever you wanted. Then they brought that back with Skyrim with the voiceovers and just as good quests as Oblivion, but with the wide open world. Right. Yeah. So that is why we're talking about Skyrim. Because Skyrim proved that it took the great graphics and the great dialogue, everyone talking of Oblivion and the wide openness and surprise and adventure of Morrowind, and it put it together. There's so many great things about Skyrim, uh, just to kick off this discussion. I mean, I I still remember I got it the first week that it came out for the... um, 11-11-11. Yep, for the first, uh, the 360 or whatever. I still remember opening it up. I remember sitting there and playing it for like eight straight hours. Um, Nikolai, that was my character's name. Because it's kind of similar to my real name, but it's at the same time kind of cool and medieval-like. He's a big, muscular Nord. Yes, I was. I I was definitely a Nord. And it's because I just prefer, like, basic combat, right? I like having all my statistics and everything just being kind of, uh, honestly, just bland. Like, I just like having a bland character because yeah, then I feel like I don't have a certain path, that. right? And I was always – we talked about this, I think, in previously, but I was always the type of guy where I would at first sneak and I would use my bow from long distances. That makes and then, the game way too easy. I know, but it's so fun because you just sit there, boom, hit a guy, here, here comes the eye, boom. Yeah, hide for a quick second. Oh, what was that? They go searching. Then they give up. You just, boom, pick them off again. It's so fun. But, uh, but, you know, then I would also become rough and tough and robot and get in there and just hack and slash everybody, too. I was never one to use, like, um, you know, spells and alchemy and stuff like that. I never, I never did that stuff, dude. Like, I was straight combat all the way. But the nice thing about Skyrim and the reason why I liked it, and I, to this day, actually prefer it over, like, a Fallout, which I think is... It's fair to compare the two because they're very similar games just set in different timelines and different, you know, atmospheres and environments. But for me, for some odd reason, Skyrim just feels so much easier to navigate and the story so much easier to follow than like a Fallout, for example, and finding some of those little side quests. And plus the world is just it just feels living right walking through the woods and you see like the bears and shit and the foxes and all our fun stuff. It's a a fun environment to get lost in and uh, it's really colorful. And the role play is fantastic as well. And there's, you know, they're even now still, they're still updating the game. And yes, there's a, a creation club where there's right. small microtransactions, but that's nothing compared to the world. And they're in no way telling you, here's the difference. I want to make this clear real quick. So someone goes, uh-oh, uh, Skyrim, they have microtransactions. No, you can buy the game and have all the expansions and be done. You don't need to ever spend another money, yep. another penny again. Yep. And you will always find something different every time. 
Yep. There's always something hidden. There's always... And here's one of my things I love about Skyrim is, if you know anything about Elder Scrolls, the main storyline actually is garbage. It's yeah, it is. Very rarely is it good. Yep. It's the Brotherhood or the, you know, assassin, you know, the Assassin's Guild, Thieves' Guild, Fighters' Guild, um, the, the, the side quests, you know, the Jarls, uh, the, the Mages' Guild. Those the Companions. Quests, the Companions. Yeah. Those... Those quests are long and great and amazing yeah. and in-depth. You know, it's the side stuff that they really put the effort in. Yeah, they have a lot A lot of those side quests. They have a very um, satisfying payoff. It feels like you're a part of something. Like, for example, you know, the Companions, that's always one of the first side quests that you'll do because Spoiler you... Spoiler alert, guys. Go ahead. It's been eight years. Go ahead. <laughs> but you, you go to... Is it... Uh, I, I, keep, I don't know why, because I... What? White Run, yeah, because for some reason I always want to say, like, Winterfell, like it's from fucking Winterfell. Game of Thrones. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's White Run. But anyways, so, um, but that's one of the first side quests you always do, but you feel like, you know, it's it's just a side quest, but at the same time you're sitting here playing this game, and you're like, I feel like I'm a part of these dudes. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a group of, you know, it feels like it's a main quest, and that's what's yeah. so nice about it, you know, because exactly. we talked about... We talked about Horizon Zero Dawn. I love the game to death, but sometimes the side quests in that game just felt like I was running fucking errands. It's they like, hey, yeah. go get this. Hey, go get this. And yeah, I was like, yeah. fuck, now I'm just doing this for experience. In Skyrim, you're chasing the side quests more for the story, and I think that's what makes it all the more interesting because a lot of times... up the Thieves Guild. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's, a lot of times when it comes to games like Skyrim, it's the type of game where it takes you fucking... 150, 200 hours to beat the main plot because you get lost in the side quest, right? Like a 20-hour probably main plot, but it takes you so long to get through the side quest. The Dark Brotherhood is actually longer than the main storyline. I didn't know. Main storyline, check this out, 20 hours. Dark Brotherhood is sitting at 30. Wow. Dark I Brotherhood. Have, have you ever played the Dark Brotherhood? I have. I have, it's yeah. It's way better than the main storyline. Well, a lot of things are better than the main storyline, oh, I think, when it comes... That's right, I forgot. This is this is an Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> even you just Fallout, talked about that. Even in the Fallout series, it's always better to do the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, not, like they treat oh, the main storyline as a red-headed stepchild. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I don't know what that's like being a developer for this and having to put hundreds and hundreds of hours of content. But, you know, like I've talked about this, I think, in Fallout too. you know, sometimes for me, I don't necessarily even enjoy using uh, quick travel. Like, I'll get my on my fucking horse and I'll just travel through the fucking environment because I find, you know, running Fine into those things. random things on the side of the road. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been, you know, scrolling through our gaming on Reddit or our Skyrim on Reddit and you see people, again, eight, eight years, people are posting to this day saying, dude, guys, check out what I just found in this game. I cannot believe this game is still surprising me with things years and years after having it. I mean, it's just wild. And I actually read an article about that on why the developers are still behind this game and why this game is still alive because they knew, they felt something special and they knew this was something special and they put so much in it and they knew... Almost, they knew this game was going to have about a 10-year life cycle. And they knew, they put so much little, little secret things, the books alone, that I can honestly say every time I've played the game, I'm always excited because what will I find this time that I didn't find last time? 
Yeah, you know, this is one of those games too that you know I've I've played through uh, games in which I call like my personal favorites of all time, like The Last of Us, things like that, and I've replayed them a couple of times, but it doesn't feel the same as the first time. When it comes to a game like Skyrim, I'd say more than Fallout. I mean, I've I've had to I've I've restarted and made a new character. I can't tell you how many times, and not given two shits that I've had to re go through those first couple yeah. of scenes because I enjoy the replay of it yeah. so much. And again. We're talking about why all these systems and things like that are deciding to um, use this kind of as a forefront, a reason why you should purchase whatever system. And I think it's pretty easy to see because it still holds up. I mean, if a a game like Skyrim... It's beat the test of time. Exactly. If, If a game like Skyrim under a different developer came out, but it was fairly similar... I think it'd do great today, right? You know, yeah. and I think uh, that says a lot about what Skyrim is and what it's been for the past however many years. The Switch. This is what I remember when the first Switch came out, and of course, me being a Skyrim lover, I went. There's no way it's going to be good on they, the Switch. If one, I went. If they put Skyrim on Switch, and then I can take Skyrim with me I'm <laughs> on the toilet, a, I'm buying a fucking. I'm buying a fucking <laughs> Switch. You know what I mean? But I went. Yeah. There's no way. Switch is going to be able to handle Skyrim because we all have this general idea that Nintendo t- caters to a certain audience, and because of that, they don't need as as powerful as a system. Yep, we were wrong. Skyrim not only handles, uh, I'm sorry, Switch not only handles Skyrim well, it handles it better than what it should. Yeah, on a plat on a little platformer. Yeah, it, it handles the game just fine, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, I mean the Switch is uh it's an amazing product. Uh if you want to get in talking about Nintendo Switch, I wish I had more expertise on it because I've been waiting for it to fucking drop in value so I can go out and buy it. Because happen, I man. wanted I it. I know, I know. It's like you sit there Black Friday, two ninety nine, it's like that's what it always is. Yep, yep. Sell it's, it for less because I wanna buy this. They system. have it is why they're it's like wait, hey, we have a Switch. Man, the Switch is 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 once again Nintendo holds the record of the console king. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and I mean, you look at the games. I have to say that when it, and we'll talk about Skyrim back in a sec, but since we're on the topic of Switch, I would have to think just based on what I've been seeing on boards and what I've been hearing that this this like first year for the Switch has to be one of the best first years in a Nintendo and, system. And, and, Nintendo and, and, and yep, agreed. I mean, there, I think I think you know when it comes to like the Zelda games, the Mario games, and some of the other games that have come out. I mean, they have so much buzz, and they are living up to the hype too. That's another part of it, right? Like they're they're living up. Breath of the Wild truly is a wide open game. And now, let me ask you this: I think we all know Zelda Breath of the Wild is not going to last ten years. But Skyrim is. They brought. I remember reading the thing about that. With all these wide open games out there, I'll bring it back. Breath of the Wild is an amazing game, and guys, if you haven't played it, get it. You're going to love it. But if you like, if you are a fan of both, you will still finding, find yourself going, well, I just want to create a new character. Exactly. I want to do something new. That's the big difference That's there. That's the key. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to read off some stats here for people. You're going to read off some stats? Okay. I would like for people just to get a good idea of what Skyrim has done. Now, keep in mind that this was done early... Uh, in September 12th of 2017. Okay? Um, and this was only counting the 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. This has okay. not brought in the VR, which, by the way, notice VR is using Skyrim as its way to sell the system. 
Yep. Another system. Uh, that's what. Now that makes it now Switch VR. It's fucking awesome. Here yep. we go. Skyrim units sold in the first forty-eight hours. Units three thousand five hundred million. So this is ba- that's back in two thousand and eleven when it first came out. Back in two thousand eleven when it first came out in forty-eight hours sold. Wow. Three million five hundred thousand. Skyrim units sold in the first week released seven million. <laughs> Skyrim sales first week of release four hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh my God, the game cost only eighty only eighty five million dollars to make. Wow! But Look at that made... profit. Now check this out. Total units of Skyrim sold since that date. It has changed since then. Because we're now it's all on the PS4 and Xbox One and Sky yep. and, and um, Switch. Twenty three million two hundred and seventy thousand, making it the top twenty best selling game of all time. Beating out Zelda, beating out hold on here. Sorry. Beating out all Zelda games. Beating out, um, uh, beating out a lot of games. Um, would have beat out Sims, but the expansion packs count. So uh, because yep. the expansion packs did not beat out Sims, and of course it did not. It, it's not going to beat Mario Brothers. Okay, here we go. Total Skyrim revenue as of September seventeenth last year. One. Billion three hundred and ninety million dollars. Don't you wish you worked on that game? Yeah. <laughs> Average user review rating after almost eight years has stayed at a steady ninety-two out of a hundred. Wow. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to liken what this game generation wise could be compared to in previous generations and I Mario. Longevity wise, yeah. It'd be I Mario. mean that's you'd have to I mean that's that's gotta be I mean eight years. I mean comparison purposes I mean that's gotta be eight just years about it. Being reported and sold and not only remember, I don't know if you, you were there, but when PlayStation four and Xbox One came out, Bethesda was getting flooded with remaster Skyrim. Because I'm one of the people whose ma- whose Skyrim experience got ruined with the PS3 because the PS- PS3 couldn't handle Skyrim. It was too. I hard. played it on 360. I didn't play it on yeah, PS3. PS3 couldn't handle it, and in the end, there was nothing they could do about it. Um, so I bought it on the PC. I bought in Skyrim six different times, um, wow. and I don't regret any of it. Um, I played <laughs> it on the PC, loved it, have a great time. Um, I have it right now on the on the PS4. I'm happy. But when they finally announced it, the reason why it took them so long is because they were working on Fallout 4. Yep. When that was done, then they were able to finally work on Skyrim and remaster it, fix some of those bugs that they never could fix, and it's just been it's just been amazing. So that game, I think it's safe to say, will never die. Do you think there'll ever be an Elder Scrolls? Elder Scrolls 6. I'm literally just looking that up right now, like trying to Ooh, see if there's any job. news on it. 
I'm trying to look it up to see if there's any news on it. I don't know, man. I really, I have no idea. I mean, you, you'd think that eventually there, there would be some, some sort of Elder Scrolls. Um, I think they already tried the whole Elder Scrolls Online thing, and that necess- that didn't really take off. Maybe the way that they were hoping. I mean, it's a different game altogether. But, uh, but you know, again, with the success of a, um, of a. Every Elder Scrolls game that's ever come out, every Fallout, I mean, there, you already have an established fan base, so it's not like you're taking a risk and and actually coming up with that. I'm looking up this right now. Back in November, Pete Hines, uh, who is the VP of marketing at Bethesda, did say um, that uh, number six will eventually be made. It is multiple big releases down the plan for Bethesda. Because so they have other stuff they're working on, right? Yeah, exactly. So yep. So. Years eventually but again you know they might be they might have some stuff already laid out maybe a storyboard's drawn up for this and and some of the things have been worked on but again you know as we see how Bethesda does their games and with Fallout 4 a lot more um thought goes into like the voice acting and stuff like that and being able to kind of make that its own thing and I assume when they with how Bethesda does things too you know you can argue which Fallout game was better and blah 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 but I mean they're not necessarily losing features every iteration. If anything, they're adding more features. So you think with Skyrim, they're going to be trying to do the same thing with Elder Scrolls 6, which means there's probably going to be a little bit more development time that went into Skyrim uh, Elder Scrolls 5. The fact that the game has made, I'm pretty sure about now, and it didn't count, um, the it has not counted PS4 and switch and all those sales. I'm sure it's up to 1.4 billion dollars. Yeah. That's Has extra money. That's just extra right. money. Um so here is something and one of the reasons why people believe this was just updated January 8th, 2018. Um a bunch of mods, uh professional guys, guys that actually make other games, uh created a mod that's coming out in 2018 called Lordbound. It is going to be 30-plus hours of extra gameplay, new quests, new dungeons, and new locations for you to enjoy. My God. It's a whole brand new... They don't now, Not including the new mods that already exist. Um, where is it at? Um, can't find them. But um, in 2008, and obviously Skyrim released their, their tools. Like Skyrim literally, Bethesda went, this is what we use to make the game. Go ahead. Have the toolbox for free. There you go. And these people who make other games did it, and it's called Lordbound, coming out let, next year. Let me ask you something this quick, year. right? So we talk, and this is now this is going to be more of a general discussion because we're we're talking about Skyrim. Well, we yeah, talk we about get off Skyrim now, but we yeah. talk about mods sometimes when it comes to games like Skyrim Fall. Any any game really that has mods in it. Do you think it's fun? But do you still see that as an extension of the the original game? So would you do you see this expansion that you just discussed of Skyrim really as an extension of it, or do you see it as something to maybe kill some time until either you have your next playthrough or until the next uh, Elder Scrolls comes out? This is exactly why I see this as the extension of the game because what makes Bethesda games so beautiful and what makes them ha- what gives it it such longevity is that Bethesda embraces the modding community. Bethesda gives their tools out and says, what can you do now? And they give these people jobs after a while. Yeah, right. And so, and they help people out. It's like, hey, what about this script here or this or that? They're like, hey, do there's this, this, and that. Bethesda is not 
their game. It's actually our game. It was built for us to play and enjoy and play how we want to. That is why the mod community is there and they support it. And they, you know, there's games out there that are like banning mods or banning this or banning that. They embrace them. And this new expansion coming out, Bethesda is backing up the, they're not obviously giving the money towards it, but Bethesda, here, they're advertising it. They're like, hey guys, these group, this group of people over here, there's like a hundred of them working on it. They're having a whole brand new expansion coming out. So to me, it is canon, if that's what you're asking. Um, to me, it is a part of the experience. I don't feel like it's just holding me over. It's because I know that the developers want us to do that. They want the community to do this, to have fun. And this is our game, even though they made it. We're going to wrap up talking about Skyrim, but really quick, on the spot, what is your most fond memory of Skyrim? What's one thing that you remember from one of your first couple of pay- playthroughs that will always stick out when you no. when you think of playing Skyrim? Um, there's a whole bunch, but I, I'm going to go with the first one that went to my head. I walked into... Um, not Wintervale or Winter Town, whatever it was. Uh, it's the one Winterhold. Winterhold. I walked into Winterhold, and as I was walking in, and I saw that there are all these people to the right of me, and there was a trial, and there's this guy there, and this guy had this hood on and this mask, and and they were like, hey, you know, you're a traitor to the Empire, and they're like, you know, King Ulfric, he's the king, blah blah blah. I went, oh, okay, they laid him down on the block, and I went, huh. And my dumbass really truly didn't see what was coming. They laid him down on the block and cut his fucking head off. And I went, <laughs> oh my god! And the fact that the people didn't react is what shocked me. And I went up there and went, oh my god, and like picked up the head and threw it around, but I'll never forget that. <laughs> Just, I can't give away some other stuff because it's a spoiler. Um, fuck it, spoiler alert, Thieves Guild, you're actually following uh, God. Yep. Wouldn't that be awesome if, like, eventually in Elder Scrolls they made it so when you picked up, like, severed heads and shit, the, the community, like, responded like, holy fuck, what is, what is going on? Like, they responded to your actions? Um, uh, uh fucking, um, Assassin's Creed does that. Do they really? If you do stuff in front of people, like jumping on top of buildings and so on, that gets people going, why is he acting like that? Oh, that's cool. if you kill a guard in front of someone, they'll go tell another guard. Like, look, this dude murdered someone. Right. So it's like, yeah, like, there are games that have that, but they, you know, they have so much in their games, they've got to, you know, they've got to... Dude, it's like that's I'm playing Dishonored 2 right now, and it's like the littlest thing in that fucking game sets people off, and I just it makes me so fucking mad. Speaking of game. Bethesda, yeah, that game fucking just oh, I get it's funny. It's just like the little thing. Game. I was yeah, well, I, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm fucking hiding, you know, I'm just like hanging out, I'm hiding in like a fucking elevator shaft or some shit, and I go whoops, I press like one button on accident, bing, I hit the fucking elevator shaft. All of a sudden, everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? Where is this motherfucker? I'm just like, God fucking damn it. There's just no way to be sneaky in that game, dude. It's fucking impossible. No, it is, but they want you to work. I Well, dude, here's the thing about fucking... I sit there, dude. No fucking joke. I thought about streaming this game, but I fucking sit behind walls and shit for, like... I hide behind curtains and shit for, like, <laughs> like 45 minutes. And then I see the dude. He comes. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. I'm reading him, right? I'm... You fucking okay. NPC shit. I know what you're going to do, you prick. I know I'm going to fall. 
And then he fucking turns. I'm like, I'm about to stab this fuck. And then all of a sudden he does like this one, like, huh? Like, and I'm like, dude, I didn't even have a chance to sneak up on this fuck. And he's like, hey, somebody help me. And then yeah. eight more come over and I'm just, they have a, I don't know if you've played Dishonored 2 yet, but. Uh, yeah, I um, haven't, I just haven't played it yet. But they have like a very, and I don't remember if they have this in the first one, but they have like a, uh, a chaos meter. So depending on the choices you make, it's like yep, either world, extremely yeah. chaotic or it's not. And my, my fucking chaos meter is like off the charts, dude, because I have to kill so many bitches because you know, it's like, I'm not going to restart the game. If I have to kill fucking 20 bros to, to complete my obje- objective, it has to happen. But that, it's like, I yep. take pride in being sneaky in games and dishonored in the first one. I was great at it, dude. Like I was using my fucking, uh, you know, my reach shit. I'm yep. like, going from side to side i'm shooting sleep darts in these guys boom put them in bathtubs and shit this Are game sure is your world didn't get corrupted yeah this yeah this yeah it did not dishonored 2 is fucking hard so, i will, i've talked to a couple people about it that have played it i'm like dude this game's fucking hard and they come back at me and they go yes and it's a game that i don't think you can play straight through because i've taken probably two or three breaks from it because I get so upset and so angry because it is, it's, it's fairly difficult. And some of the boss fights or however you want to call them, you know, targets and things like that, targets, that you have yeah. similar to this one. They are a lot harder. It's not like I'm a fancy, fancy guy in a big mansion where there's a bunch of guards. It's like these dudes have, you know, some guys have powers and things like that. And it's, it's fun, but it's really difficult. And, uh, and I just wanted to point that out because fucking a, I bet you money. When I play this game, you're going to get mad at me. I bet you money. How far are you in the game? Pretty far? Can't remember. There's It's broken down into chapters. I couldn't even tell you how. Okay. Because, I like, I, I I started the very beginning. I played through the, like, pretty much the uh, the, the, the very beginning of the game and maybe the, through the first chapter. I was just trying to get everything done because I forgot how the game worked. I forgot that you wanted to get runes and you wanted to get uh, all the other stuff. to kind of played the first one real quick. No, I know I should have, but I fucked up. So then now I'm going, now I'm, when I'm playing through now, I'm trying to get every little artifact I possibly can. So, you know, I've probably put like 30 or 35 hours into the game, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm very far at all. I'm probably chapter three or four, maybe if that. I bet you the reason why your game is so hard because of how high the chaotic is, is because the way you've played. Therefore, (laughs) everyone is on alert because they know a motherfucker's out there to kill them. Maybe, actually. That would make sense because that's how they make Dishonored, right? And that's another really cool thing I like about Bethesda. I told Riles Beniles this a couple of times. I, he always gets so many shout-outs during this. But he's a huge Bethesda guy, but he will not play Dishonored. He just doesn't buy into it for whatever reason. But, yeah, isn't that kind of surprising? I mean, it's... it's that seems it's, like a game... He, he's a really intelligent guy. That seems like... Because you can really put together some great combos in that game. It's great. And then you can find eight different ways to fucking kill your targets and stuff like that. It's so fantastic. I love... I, I, I love, uh, this, if they could ever make, like, and I know Dishonored, it's linear, but it has some kind of open-world tendencies because it gives you so many options on the map that you're on. But if they were able to make, similar to an Assassin's Creed, but with preferably Dishonored's gameplay mechanics and gameplay style, if they ever made a open-world game like Dishonored, so open-world like Skyrim with the gameplay mechanics of a Dishonored, I would... I would I'll give you a blank check, dude. Just give me that game. The Here's a blank check. Right, whatever. Take my money. Take my money. That's exactly how it happened. I love, I love Dishonored's gameplay mechanics. That's like to me the perfect thieving and uh, and combat game. I love it. All right. Hey guys, this is AC Riley reminding you to check out the Riley Factor only 
on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me as I talk wrestling, interview wrestlers in my Spotlight and Squared Circle segment, and much, much more. What are you waiting for? Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the Grapple Talk Network today. And as always, support independent wrestling. Oh, hello. Do you like talking about life and the fun you have with your friends and games you play with each other and memories you've had over the course of time? (sighs) Nothing's better than family, folks. And here at the Ross Family Podcast, we really love having fun. Myself, Jack Spade. Victor Ross. Scott Williams. A turtle. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, who the hell are you, Isaac? Hey, everybody. It's me, Darren Corbin. I've always gotten the question, why do I not do my own podcast? Well, I've branched out and I've tried to do wrestling reflections and the wrestlers were moving letter, plus my promos that I flood your feed with all the time. And the number one reason is, when it comes to podcasts... Everyone can always find a way to hear myself talk, and there's numerous podcasts out there, but I want to give my endorsement to one very special one. And that'd be Grapple Talk, that covers a lot of the Midwest independent wrestling highlights. See, a lot of the local Midwest wrestlers are the spotlight of the Squared Circle hosts. And that would be Nick Ragnar, Jesse Von Ruden, and A.C. Riley. And every week on iTunes or Podbean, you can catch their podcast. So I just want to give them a shout-out. So if you're asking me why I don't do podcasts and you're maybe looking for my opinion, check them out for all your podcast needs and take a look and keep supporting independent wrestling in the Midwest. So let's go to, I hate to do this to you guys, but this will make sense. Let's go to what um, EA said about today's climate, um, games and how games are, and what people are actually looking for. As you know, there is, was, that. There, you know where I'm going with this, yeah. there was a new linear uh, open world Star Wars game coming out, uh, what, 1337 or something, whatever it was, yep. and it wasn't about Jedi, it was about, I think, a smuggler or some guy, the underground, it was about the underground world, which would have been amazing, but um, EA got a hold of it and said, people don't want to play linear story-driven games anymore, they want to play massive multiplayer online games, that's the direction gaming is going. Did you see the response Bethesda did? I didn't see what Bethesda said, no, but I remember seeing this article because I thought about talking about it in one of my news segments. But what did, I, what did okay, Bethesda say? You know say? what I'll do? You, you're going to open and close the show. So I, I'll say my part, and then I'll let you finish with it, okay? I'll, I'll leave that. No, no, let's just talk about it. This is fun. Okay. I like discussing okay. it more. So what did Bethesda say? Bethesda made a mock commercial going people playing Call of Duty and so, so on, and the one guy's by himself. And he's like, are you tired of multiplayer games being shoved down your throat? Are you tired of having to pay so much a month just to play a game and try to look for a group that really isn't there? Do you feel like that as a single game player you've been forgotten? My God. Well, here at Bethesda, we're here, and we've been here for for you. And oh it's my. like, it's showing, um, um, uh, it's showing, um, Fallout 3, New Vegas, it's showing out the games they've Dishonored 2, Dishonored, the games they've made all over the year, and then the late the lady who was one of the, uh, the president or whatever, she's sitting on the couch, nice and all, and she's going, we just wanted to let you know 
that we're fully aware that single-player nar- story narrative games are very important, and people want them, and we're not going to give up on them. You won't be seeing multiplayer modes in our games. That we're is here fantastic. For you, no, no. Notice how um, um, Ubisoft got rid of multiplayer mode in um, in Assassin's Creed Origins. How smart was that? Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You but- know, I. That that uh, that argument has been um, huge against EA when it comes to their sports titles because they've put a lot of emphasis on the mutts, lots of emphasis on um, online uh, franchise modes and things like that. Because a lot of the guys, including myself, we talked about this, that do play single player franchise mode and just kind of want to live in our own little world, feel very um, you know feel like we're left out, like we're not like we don't care to EA. So that article honestly didn't really surprise me at all because that for a number of years, like that. yeah, because it, it it fits their own narrative because yeah. it's what they've been doing with a lot of their video games is, uh, you know what, we'll we'll throw these single player guys a bone because it's just a mode we have to have, but we are going to put an incredible amount of emphasis because on that's these. Where the money you know what, is. I won't say the M word, but I'll say that's where the loot boxes are. That's where the loot boxes. Yeah, that's where the loot boxes are. Exactly. Check this out. I was wrong. It was Microsoft, but it showed Sony apart with them. I mean, not Microsoft. It was Sony, but they showed Bethesda with them, and then they ended it. They ended it with a picture of Horizon Dawn. Oh, there you go. Well, look at that, man. All of the top games continually now. But then this is where it gets interesting. Now, if you look at game sales. Where does a Call of Duty World War II, where does a Destiny 2, where does an, a Battlefront uh, 2, where do those stack up with your Horizon Zero Dawns and your, your Zeldas and your uh, other Bethesda games? I mean, where, where, did, where did they stack up? Because then, then that, that might, you know, we sit here, because we've talked about this before, right? We have the perspective of a purist, and we enjoy going through these, these 80-hour-long story playthroughs, but... Are are we? We talk about this in wrestling all the time. Yeah. Fuck Roman Reigns, but yeah. are we? Are we the general public, or are we just a couple of snot-nosed? No. Fucks? Mm. We are not the ICW. We are not the internet uh, wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry, the IWC. We are not the internet wrestling community. I'll tell you this right now. Um, when it comes down to it, the the Call of Duties and stuff like that, their initial sales are high. Uh, when Battlefront came out, those their initial sales are high, and that's how they get you. When it comes to single-player play, games, their sales trickle over time. They'll have a huge chunk, but then as time goes on, word of mouth. For example, you and I have been talking about Horizon Dawn for, what, a year? It came out, yeah. Yes, yeah, it came out, and everybody couldn't wait for, for the DLC. Was it perfect? No, but do we love that damn game? Yes. yes. And it got, what, didn't it get Game of the Year or whatever? Um, it did on some, on some like, it's got, like, PS4 Game yeah. of the Year, I think, for and, IGN yeah. or something. And so, games like that have a longer shelf life and people will go back to those games because it never gets old hunting down those damn monsters, those damn things. <laughs> it never gets old. It's right. like, you know what? I just want to hunt a little bit. A lot of single player games have that word to mouth slowly growth factor. So while um, Modern Warfare or Battlefront will hit, let's say, they, uh, let's say, Week day one, you know they're not going to hit something that Skyrim got, but we'll say 
day one, let me look at a number so I can give you a good idea. Um, sorry, I want to be on top. I want to make sure I give you a good idea of why they're not going away anytime soon. Okay, here we go. Um, excuse him. Uh, can't find it. Okay, so uh, let's uh, sorry. Uh, so let's say uh, Call of Duty comes out and does very first day uh, does uh, six million day one. That's huge. Sure. Six six million six million dollars day one. Okay. okay. Uh, Horizon will come out and do about one point five. Right. Now, during that week, during that week to two week span, people will start going, dude, there's fucking loot boxes in this, man. <laughs> or, what the fuck, dude, I want my character to look good. Like, I have a friend that's got a really cool mask, and he looks really cool, and I look like just some female wearing basic clothing. And nice. That's I my narrative. Some, I, oh, is that your, is that... Is that your character? That's me. Yeah, oh, that's me. Know. You know that, you prick. Well, I, I'm sorry, yeah, you I'm do. Bad. You know, and everybody else is looking cool and, you know, and having fun. And it's like, people see stuff like that. And it's like, why am I being penalized? Like, why can't I just earn this through gameplay? And, yep. and look how cool I am. Because in those single player games, you can earn those outfits through gameplay. Yep. You can earn. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So the longevity is better. So over time. Call of Duty will at first make more money, but six months from now, I bet you if you look at the sales right now, Horizon Dawn, well, sorry, Horizon Dawn came out first, so that's not fair, but um, whatever single player game came out, a big name one, like God of War, when that comes out, those games are going to just be massive. They're going to they're gonna eventually outsell all of the multiplayer, like Destiny 2 or someone. They're going to outsell them. Well, and that's partially too because simply multiplayer is uh, multiplayer games are kind of a dime a dozen. I mean, how many how many are out nowadays? You have Destiny, you have like sixteen Call of Duties, you have Battlefront. I mean, you have all these different platforms, which they're pretty. And a lot of these games play very similar to their counterparts. I mean, they're they're FPSs that don't offer a lot of creativity and are just more or less like for me, for example, when it comes to Call of Duty, I'm playing just. Be- to play with friends, and I'm pretty good, so it's you kind are, of fun being good. it's being good. good. But uh, but yeah, but that and that's and that's kind of the fun about it. But yeah, Call of Duty World War Two. Fuck, I mean, I, loot boxes are the death of me, dude. I will say this: um, when I watch you play, though, at the core, at you just being yourself, though, you're having fun. When yeah. I'm watching you play, you and Riles Beniles, who you know he'll put himself over. We keep putting him over on this fucking show. I know we, we do it way too much. That. We do it way too much. But it's hard not to. Um. He's having fun too. I love how he shits on you all the time. But anyway, he does. Oh uh, yeah. Even though you're at the top of the kill list, kill list every time. And he always you're shits running, on me. Yeah, you're running like twenty and ten. He's running eighteen and eighteen. And he's like, "Good job there. Good job there, ragbag." I just <laughs> shut up. You're bad. No one likes you. Right? And I'm like, dude, you're like ten and eighteen. So that my gun was broken. <laughs> so real quick, let me show you what slice the pie means, okay? Yeah, show me. You, you know can't. You guys. You guys can't see this at, uh, on you the podcast, this, but you narrate, okay? Okay. Here's, so Isaac's opening the door. I mean, RGG. Slice, sorry. Slicing the pie. RGG. Go ahead. Well, we've broken the fourth wall so many times. Yeah. Go ahead. What are you doing? You're opening the door. Okay. RG. Okay. One. When you're running, you run a lot in open fields. I do. Quit doing yes. that. Yeah. You want to center your that your hair. You want to center your your um 
your I'm Skull. sorry, your crosshairs yeah. in the middle of the screen and keep it in the middle of the screen as often as possible, okay? When you're slicing the pie, I'm taking this down, guys. Took his headset off. He's got the one. You know how when you can hear him a little bit. Enter a room. About to enter a room. Pretend that this is the room you're entering. Okay. You usually are doing this. He. And the guy. Right so an example of me running into the room. Watch you go by and shoots you. Yes, that does happen. He just, <laughs> he just fell down. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, it makes a lot more sense when you. It makes a lot more sense when you're able to kind of visualize it a little bit. Because when you were t- saying on the stream, I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. But that makes a lot of sense. The thing with me and with Call of Duty is that I prefer, you know, I prefer that high pace, fucking shoot a guy, fucking kill the shit out of him, whatever. But I do need to slow down a little bit, and that's the one way to do it. Because I think a lot, a lot of times, I ruin kill streaks because I'm just running around the fucking map, and you- I get, I get hit by. You went on a five kill kit, uh, kill streak a couple days ago. You were you were in the building. You had the noob tube. You had the shotgun, and you were laying dudes out. Plop pow, plop pow, plop pow. And then you went wide open space. Let's run. Your gun's <laughs> not up or anything, and a dude came out and murders the shit out of you. Probably just like, who? What the fuck is this dude doing? Is this, <laughs> exactly. is this the lead killer on their other team? Exactly. So I hope I know no one could hear me. But I hope that made sense you. to you. I hope you can you're hear. like, no, oh, you could? Well, yeah, yeah, I could hear you in the mic from where you were yeah. standing, yeah. My brother, Marines, he taught me how to do it. We actually worked on it in his house so that the, so someone doesn't grab your gun. Um, we worked on it in the oh, house, oh. but it'll catch them, the people, because that guy, he kept shooting you from behind. Do you remember that? That room you were in? That's yep. why I kept saying, slice the pie, you're going to catch him, and you'll always have these portions under control. That makes sense. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. Man, we should release a video version so we can let all of our listeners know what, if they don't know what slicing the pie is. That's a good tip. You do it. I, I showed you how. About oh, yeah, I'll pass on. I'll pay it forward. I'll I'll share it with the masses, and then I'll, I'll say it was my own. I'll say oh. I made it up. <laughs> Dude, we're workers. <laughs> you're supposed to do that. I need I need more followers, man. Maybe I'll come out with a YouTube Facebook or YouTube video. I'll be like, "Hey guys, n- ragbag here. Check out slicing the pie. I made this up." So, uh, Ray Sean Wick, if we have time, let me know if we have time because we've had a lot of fun. Oh, we have plenty of time. Yeah, we got about. I got I got I got to make dinner tonight, and uh, my dog got in the trash, and I got to clean that up before the fiance gets home. Actually, um, Ray um, gave us uh, a script. Uh, not a script. I don't know what they're called. Um, he talked to me a little bit ago, Rayshon Wick, a good friend of mine. I want to bring him on the show, but he said he'd rather help um, with a topic. And one of the things he thinks that we should talk about is hard copies versus pre-sale. 
Oh. Hard copies versus digital. Digital. Copies. Okay. What's your stance on it? What are the What's your stance on it? What are the ups? What are the downs? What do you th- where do you think this is going in the future? I want you I to think, go first. I think uh this is something that we could probably do an entire episode about, but we can so try to we rush wait, then? I think we can talk about it a little bit here, uh, just to give a a brief overview, uh, and then we can go into specific details on a future episode. But for me, when it comes to hard versus um, digital copies, physical copies versus digital copies, for a long time, we talked about this before too, I was always a physical copy fanboy. For whatever reason, I felt like I always needed to have it in my hand, right? Um, I, I liked the idea of being able to collect the games. I'd always put them on a bookshelf, so I had them all lined up real pretty. Is like this. This is mine. This is my collection. I got to the point where I would stop reselling games, and I just ate. You know, if I, if I bought like ten years Maddens in a row, just to be able to have all of them together, it just felt so accomplishing. Um, but then over time, you know, it gets to the point now where it becomes convenience, right? So now on my PS4, I have like 10 digital games on there. I never have to get up and replace the disc. Um, You know, it becomes a convenience. But I can understand both arguments, right? Because having the digital copy... It's nostalgic. It's it's just it's that physical thing in your hand that the cover the thing. the artwork maybe a little bit. You know, I know nowadays when it comes to a lot of the the younger generations playing, they don't the give two shits about Are the millennials. A millennial? I'm a, I'm technically a millennial. Yeah, I think we're talking about the Y generation. Um, they necessarily don't give two shits about the box art. You know, I think Xbox has this weird thing now because another thing with when it comes to physical copies is. If you, you know, you remember back in the day you wanted to play fucking WWF No Mercy with a friend's house? Will oh. you bring that fucking, that game, that cartridge over to their, their house? I had your information cool. on it. Exactly. Now that's not necessarily the case. Um, and, you know, for me, if it's a really big game, if it's Horizon Zero Dawn, I want, I want the box art. I want the case. I want the physical copy because... I don't know. It's it's part of who I am. It's part of how I grew up. But now you know I've got you off, you're every other good game. Shit. You're doing yeah. good stuff, and we're I'm talking we, forever. You need to cut me off. Have, we need to have an episode on this. I didn't realize we're not even at an hour yet. I actually thought we were. I thought we were over time, but we're not. Um, but this is an episode on its own. So I want to cut you off because you're saying good stuff, and I think this is great for a later date. Deal. Okay. What are your initial thoughts then? Just what are you? What are your initial thoughts? is this i used to love the idea of having it in my hand because you had to have it in your hand in order to have your stuff your memory you know that that's that copy wasn't just yours that copy had your information in it your characters right. your cre- yeah. created or yeah. your memory card, you know? Yep. And it's like you had your disc and your memory card with you, and I've at least not yet that memory card with you, but you always had to have something in your hand with you. And this world, you don't have to have that. Now, what I can say is my game is filled with five digital copies I've bought of games. And I can honestly tell you right now, like um, Injustice, di- I digital copy bought that. I can have one game in... And Injustice sitting up ready to go. And yep. I'm sitting here talking to you and grinding out another legendary. Oh, by the way, did I... Oh, congratulations to me. Did I bring up that I platinum it? No, you did not. I platinum Injustice. Oh, congratulations. Thank Damn. Platinum it. It was really hard. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
it's really convenient to be able to go, you know what, I don't want to play Assassin's Creed Origins right now. Turn it off. I don't have to put in another disc. It's so, I can just choose it's, my other games. And it's weird that we've gotten that. You know, isn't it weird to sometimes think about that and it's like something as little as having to get up and replace a fucking disc is are like we, is like a hassle. Are we bad people? I, I don't know. I mean, dude, I'm my generation X. I'm I'm uh, I'm the last generation that knows what it's like to have no technology around. Dude, my PlayStation Four. I I'm touching it right now. It is so close to, and my my TV is right here. Like I can touch physically touch both my PS4 and the TV that I, I stream and play on. It would be it's so easy for me to be. I have to press. I have to press there. There you go. My my the game that was in there just ejected. But even that, I'm still like I don't want to worry about having to yeah. eject games and and open you boxes and. You have to be careful and put it in. You don't want to scratch it on the way in. You got to put it in. And even how it clicks bothers me. You know how it clicks that that I'm afraid that it'll yep. chip the edges. You know what? I think what part of me too is that when I was growing up, I had a bedtime. And when I when I had my Xbox, when I had my I PlayStation Two, he's, he's using Skyrim. When I had that. And it was past my bedtime. I always had to open up the box really quietly so the parents wouldn't hear it. And I think that scarred me a little bit to this day because nowadays I still can't. I don't want to close it loudly. So it's like I almost feel like it's just like this weird like boom flashback. Holy shit. Don't wake up mom. Don't wake up mom. And we're going to play games. And you want to know what's, <laughs> that is that is actually really freaky because PlayStation uh, when I was playing, um, mine was worse, dude. Uh, you know, you're right. It's not worse. I was playing Final Fantasy VII when I was in middle school. When they had the fucking... And it had that big, thick four-disc yep. set, and you yep. had to open up the... And then they were really in there tight. Oh, yeah. You know what Did I'm you talking about. Once? Did you snap your disc once? I snapped it once. My cousin beat the shit out of me because he had to buy a whole thing. You know how it works. My God. Yeah. yeah, my cousin's a good guy. Don't worry. He they, they love me. He loved me, and I deserve the beating. Because if, if you snap Final Fantasy VII, you seven, deserve. Yeah, I told my kids if they ever snap one of my Final Final Fantasy Sevens, they're, they're out. They're done. Like I'm, I don't love them anymore. <laughs> but um, eventually I learned how to push in first. But that push in was so scary. Oh my gosh! And boom! And one time my mom had to use the bathroom late at night. She decided to use the downstairs bathroom and not the one in her room and saw me playing games. Now, me, I'm in the middle of a fight, and I just summoned um, Bahamut. And I'm like, yeah! Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. And Bahamut does the electricity fire breath. And I was like, damn, that felt really real because the back of my head's hurting right now. <laughs> Wabba! Yeah, what are you doing? It's 4 o'clock in the morning. You have to go to school. <laughs> my dumbass. I forgot. Yep. Anyway, I know I know exactly what you mean there. Dude, okay, well speaking about physical copies really quick, I know we don't want to dive too much. Did you have a 64? Were you a 64 kid? My life was goldeneye. Dude, how much do you miss those I don't know what it was, but for some reason the N64, the boxes to me, this day, they're, they were so gorgeous, man. So much color. I always think about Super Smash Bros. box, just the blues, the colors on it. So Dude, good. it was so satisfying. In your hands, it had that weird like that weird sensation you know, on your finger. The controllers, they're bringing those controllers back for Smash Bros. You can buy, they those, really? you can buy those controllers for competitive Smash Bros. The old, the old threes, the, Three, the, yeah, the, three, the weird both, M. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can buy those. Wow. Um, the thing with 
Nintendo was that their they were their innovation was really good, and the GameCube. I'm sorry, not the GameCube. The the 360. Sorry, the Nintendo 64 was one of the first times a system was actually proportionate. Yeah. Remember, the PlayStation was big and lanky and ugly looking. Yeah. They came out with a Nintendo. See, PlayStation was 32 bits. Nintendo yep. 64 was 64 bits, Ooh. and it was only about that big. And, yeah, it's and a it was small only just one. It wasn't, you know what I mean. It was like holy shit, and it was beautiful. And just the memories of that, like there are a generation of people that will never experience Goldeneye. That will, like, they'll, they'll, there are people that will do this. Oh boy, there's a generation of people that won't experience Halo One on Xbox. That's crazy to think about, man. And that makes you remember, I, rem- slap I remember having the controllers, the N64 controllers, and getting the rumble packs. It's like, yeah. ooh, vibrations and controllers. Yeah. You stuck it on the back, and there's this big honking block. Have you noticed the way the, the, the industry has kind of reversed it? They're kind of like no rumble. Remember when uh. PlayStation 3 came out? They kind of got rid of that DualShock. Like, it's like people overall, like, man, it's like a gimmick. And nowadays, you can just turn that off. So it's yeah. not even a necessary thing anymore. Yeah, it's weird how stuff like that happens. And I don't know if that's just, I have no idea what the reasoning. I just I, I just specifically remember taking that and putting it in there. Or, um, for example, you know, like, pl- I played, I had, like, so many saves on Ocarina of Time that I had mm. to get a memory uh, an extended memory pack that i put inside the controller it had like five little slots that you divots that you would switch to so it's like memory pack one two three four five six and then i could have extra zelda ocarina of time saves because i had these this extra storage that went through the controller i mean that shit's just crazy to think about man beautiful it's wild if you ocarina of time uh wind waker that i mean wind not wind waker um mask uh no, not Mask of Ajora, the one where you turn into, um, uh, you're on the, use the water, not, you don't even turn into a werewolf, the one, what is it called? What the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about a Zelda game that was like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, so, uh, great, awesome, awesome, I've been, like, having a great time talking about Skyrim, its longevity, and stuff like that. What do you have on your mind? We spent an hour talking about my topic. Do you have a topic? No. All right. Jesus. Okay, so that's the end. This was our last episode of RGG, guys. And uh, <laughs> we're never, we're never doing this again. <laughs> this is the last one. Um, we don't really get viewer mail. People clearly listen, watch our stuff. I see it. You see it. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start looking in. Uh, questions from people. Oh, yeah. great. That'd be great. Yeah. Questions from people on Twitter. Okay. And then we're going to ask some questions. Uh, I'm going to ask questions and then whoever they're centered at will, you know, will ask who. Okay. So in my DMs, here is a question for you. Oh. Um, this is from, how do I do this? Oh, God, I'm trying to do this, and I'm bad at it. This is from an Ashley, Ashley Game Loves, at whatever, Ashley Game Lover. Um, Neat. Ashley Loves Games. Ashley Loves Games, at Ashley game, Loves Game Lovers. Sorry, guys. Um, question for Ragbag. Uh, how far did you get in Luigi Mansion? 
Shut the fuck up, you asshole. As far as the McDonald's people let me play it at the, McDon- at the McDonald's Palace, that's how far I got on it. I got no Like 10 questions. minutes in there. I got no fucking prick. Man. man, you made that whole thing up. Yeah, it sounded yeah. legit, dude. Thanks, you just, yeah. you, yeah, you totally worked me, man. Exactly at one hour or two. <laughs> Right. No, I got some things I'd, I'd like to discuss, but I want—I don't want to fit too much into one episode. I like kind of stretching it out and having a specific topic for a specific episode. Yep. I think it's a good format to keep, and uh, we'll okay. keep everybody wanting more. It'll give All us a reason right. to actually yep. talk too, so we don't, you know, have because nothing to talk about let's the next not time. Forget, since I'm by myself, and um, and you, you and I will be seeing each other. Fucking a, god damn it! <laughs> what I mean is, I'll be going to the show by myself, so it'll be you and me live again. Yeah. Uh, either before or after the show, we can actually do another episode. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, and there's no reason. So, we can actually just go ahead and keep this a short one, uh, one hour, um, and then you, you'll do your opener and your closer. Um, absolutely. They like your game news. I feel good. I feel good about what we talked about. This was a lot of fun, man. Get just memory lane of Skyrim, how it will never die, and how it is just keeping systems going, and they're... I wouldn't even say they're milking it because they're still coming out with patches. I would say they're nurturing it. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. The idea that they're continuing to come out with new innovative ways to reintroduce this game to either a new audience or get people that have played through it a bajillion times to play through it again, it's phenomenal. And I think, you know, as we, if at some point we want to talk about some of our favorite developers, I think Bethesda will, is there for a lot of people. Yeah. And they've they've proven why, because they know how to reinvent themselves. They can make uh, classics and, and continue to come out with new content. Uh, you know, for example, like the uh, the Doom game that released last year. I mean, a lot I of people that. love that. Like, a lot of people say that's a, a fantastic FPS. Um, or it's these Skyrims in which they continue to, again, reintroduce the game with, with new little quirks that are going to get people either A, excited to play it for the first time, or, or B, excited to play it again. It's 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 phenomenal, and uh, kudos to them for being that developer that's for the people and uh, listens to them and includes them in their games. And uh, one last thing about you know Bethesda and what I learned about them recently is I like the fact that they they troll us by not fixing specific bugs. One of them is, and I didn't know this because they're so iconic. Um, I didn't know that they purposely didn't fix the random flying. Um, um, random flying uh where you shoot the mammoths sometimes they randomly just fly up in the air yeah uh, they didn't fix the frozen dragons that will f- just you know how they'll freeze and then yep. they'll just fly like they they purposely <laughs> have kept some bugs in the game because now it's iconic it's it's, 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 it's like part of the cult it's part that of is the cult of the game is, <clears throat> that is the game and they make fun of themselves like we know we we release buggy games we know that yep. and so some of this stuff we're gonna kind of the charm in. yeah it's kind of the charm of exact, it and we as a community we laugh we get the joke we get it yep right so, it's not anything that hinders gameplay and yep. Sometimes it's kind of nice to see that shit while you're 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 you just got done playing through a dungeon for three hours and all yeah, of a sudden you see and this it's kind of heavy, <laughs> and then you get to see something that makes you laugh. It allows you to right. laugh at the game, but not in a negative way. Exactly. Not to take it so serious. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much, Ragbag. Your channel's coming along. I'm I'm loving it. I'd like to actually change the name of the show, kind of. I don't know if we got to talk to how, who we need to. You're you're actually one of the main guys reason being is it's it's no longer it's not just regular guy gaming it's it's you've got your thing too 
and I'd like to help promote what you have going on. You know, maybe RGG and the Ragbag Show, or I don't know. That sounded stupid. But not just it regular like, guys. It sounds like we're going to have women in bikinis on trampolines or yeah. something. That sounds weird. Regular bag guy. I like that. Let's copyright it. <laughs> That's good. That is good stuff. <laughs> oh, you were kidding. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll think about it, but I don't I don't want to give. It's been bothering me. I don't want to give the impression that this is just about my gaming or my my life. You are also a gamer, and you are more you are more active now in streaming than I am. Well, per, honestly, you know, I think you you somehow got a awesome uh, title. You know, regular guy gaming is is great because I think it's it really exa- for ten years. It's mine. I, well, I think it, it exemplifies what it is that we are you know when me and riley were trying to come up with what we i was like what do i want to call this stream because i don't want to say uh, we're like two pro gamers that are you know looking to show people how to play call of duty or and i think i might have said it at that time i was like we're just you two regular guys gaming or whatever and i was like oh shit you did, i just said I, fucking... you plugged me and i actually went in there i was like rgg and the, yeah. yeah yeah so that's i, I mean that's you know, it's great, and I think, uh, you know, while that is your uh, gamer tag or, you know, PSN or whatever you want to call it. And I actually, I, I own the license to that name. Man. I think the title of this podcast makes sense because we're two dudes that are regular guys that enjoy talking about gaming. I think it makes perfect sense. All right, cool. Well, um, you, me, man, we got a date. <laughs> My God, I know. Oh, we got a date, man. Hey, we're friends right now, though. That's what matters. Yeah, we'll talk to me on uh, Friday at fucking on nine o'clock. And we'll see. <laughs> nine o'clock when we do our we do our one more podcast afterwards, and we'll see how, how things go down. Yeah, right. It'll be fun though. It should, it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I know this episode's going to drop after that all happens, but it'll be it, it should be a good time. And uh, you know, hopefully we're both still alive afterwards hopefully because. We're- Hopefully you and I are both still alive, and uh, hopefully that it doesn't cause uh, it doesn't call a, cause this to end. We don't end this. You know I don't mean? think it, I don't think there's anything that really could, unless you know the, you decided to Steve start on me and pile drive me without my knowing and or kill the shit out of me or something. <laughs> throw up my mouth, give me some sort of disease. But no, this has been a, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, really excited uh, to keep it going, yeah. and uh, you know I, I think. Uh, Awkwardly and weirdly enough, I'm about to throw it to myself for some gamer news. You're about to throw it to yourself. All right. Thank you. Um, 3BF me, bro. RGG out. Can you do all my um, plugs for me? Because I forgot to. Well, there you have it, guys. RGG and Ragbag together once again to bring you some awesome gaming things. Typically, this is the time that I save for myself to do some gamer news. But let me tell you something. I just spent like literally fucking two hours editing that entire episode because you can probably tell RGG's audio was extremely quiet and mine was extremely loud. So I went in there with my software and I fucking zoomed in to the damn audio and I clipped it and then I raised the audio and then I clipped it and then I lowered it then I clipped it then I raised it. There's probably an easier way to do it, but I'm a regular guy. And I don't totally know what I'm doing. So if the interview that you just listened to somewhat kind of maybe a little bit sounded level, that's good enough for me. And this whole podcast has been good enough for me. And I'm sure you're sick of listening to me. So uh, for RGG, I'm Ragbag. If you ever want to look up anything about regular guy gaming, Facebook, Twitter, 
fucking YouTube. Twitch, it's Regular Guy Gaming. For moi, Ragbag, R-A-G-G-B-A-G-G. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I just started a new Skyrim series, The Adventures of Louis the Lizard. Um, and you can check that out. I think it's going to be one of my favorite series I've ever done. It's a lot of fun. I'm not taking myself serious. I'm literally just totally fucking around. Talking about Skyrim made me want to play it. Maybe it'll make you want to play it. And that'd be pretty cool. Maybe it doesn't. And that's also cool. Because we're regular guy gaming. And we're all about what the regular guys want. Now, speaking of regular guys, I'm about to go jump in bed, watch some Office, and eat some puppy chow. So we'll catch you guys later. Thanks again for listening. Greatly appreciate it. We'll catch you next time right here on Regular Guy Gaming. Peace out, my home skillets.